My favorite thing is you? in doing all of my research for the for the mm-hmm. countdown to cats and the movie and stuff uh-huh. is like I would go to Wikipedia and like read about like all right, who is Rum Tum Tugger? And the Wikipedia would go, Rum Tum Tugger is a curious cat. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, okay, and I understand the attribute. And then when I'm sitting there in the movie, it goes, Rum Tum Tugger is a curious cat. And I'm like, oh, you just took that. You didn't even interpret the music at all. You just, no. <laughs> just a line from the movie. Just, that's how you know he's a curious cat, the not rum, because of any of we'll, his actions. We'll talk about it. The Rum Tum Tugger is like he's the bad boy of cats. Is he the Han well, Solo? He's not the bad boy. Well, he's, no. He's, He's not the villain. He's not the villain, but, but he's, he's like he's like he's like Danny Zuko in Greece. He's like, like a bad boy. He would sleep with a woman, not tell her that he's got herpes. Yes, yeah. exactly. Tug, tug, yeah. But he, he also has STDs. He doesn't know. <laughs> At any point in the movie, do they do this? So they go. Yes. Yes. A There's a oh lot of that. Oh my God! Yes. I'll be there. Yeah, someone someone was saying this movie was a gateway to furry porn, and then others were saying it's just furry porn. <laughs> All right, welcome to Filmhouse, everybody. Uh, so 2019, it's been a pretty strange year, a uh, bad one by many standards, a bizarre one for movies, for sure. Um, so this week on the show, we're going to talk about the year 2019 and what we consider maybe the worst of the worst. And I've got my friends James, Adam, and Elise, as usual, hey. and mm. super guest bud this week, Mr. Joel. I was worried I wasn't counted yeah. amongst your friends. No, yeah. no, no. You're, you're super be- guest best bud this week. Is that your week. cat name, Mr. Joel? Mr. Joel. Yeah, if I came up with a cat name for you, it'd be Joel Rubin. <laughs> <laughs> this week, the uh, podcast is sponsored by Manscaped. And yet, Joel is here for a very specific reason, and he was handpicked by James... To be his jellical best friend I mean, for the cats. In some ways, Joel screening. picked me. Wait, Joel was selected by you to go to the heavy side? Is that was, mm. Joel is the closest to an older Deuteronomy that we have. <laughs> I am more of a Gus the Theater Cat. Let's That's be honest. Just, I, I did have a I don't friend, know what they're talking about. I had a friend about. text me. He's like, oh, I'm going to go see cats tonight. See you on the other side. And said, don't you mean the heavy side? He didn't reply. You know what? <laughs> what, is, what is the heavy side? You guys, I really know so little about cats. I, Where I do you want to start? Do you want to start with our takes? Do you want to start with a synopsis yeah, of can we get a little, cats? Can yeah, we, we get a little plot synopsis? Let me just preface this What's by, going saying, on here? by saying, I've never seen cats before. Had never seen cats before. Did months, how long? Six months worth of countdown to cats or whatever. Never seeing cats. I, thanks to my research for that comedy segment, <laughs> I understood 95% of what was going on oh, nice. at all times. And at a point I was leaning over to Joel and going, Grisabella? And he went, yes. <laughs> so, yeah. so do you have to do six months of research to understand this movie? Minimum. Okay. Uh, I've seen Dr. Rothisai <laughs> on cats. Oh. Um, since you guys were in a crowded theater and you guys were talking to the movie, were people upset that you were talking so loudly over the movie? Oh, no. We stopped as soon as the movie started. Yeah, well, you oh, okay. give There's, cats the respect it deserves. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or I thought the joke would be the theater would be empty or... Uh, it wasn't they just empty. Don't, it was about half. They're just happy you're half there. Half full, yeah. Half empty? Mm. Half full? Half, half, half full. Empty. Half full. Half, em- half full. Half full. <laughs> were, were there a lot of people in Jedi robes going to see Star Wars? There were, yeah, there were people in costume. Yeah, there were, I mean, the bar and I, yeah, stuff. Yeah. Not there were stormtroopers walking around, but I'm pretty sure they were hired by the draft house. There was That's somebody making um, balloon uh, like creatures, and they were making balloon baby Yodas. I asked oh. for just a long black balloon so I could say it was Mr. Mistopheles' tail. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, can you, can you guys tell us what this movie is about? James, this is your chance to okay. wow us with All your right. research. Okay. So the basic premise is that there is this small cat, Victoria. She is the white cat. She's also the ballerina cat. This one right here. This one right yes. here. Yeah. Okay. She's your. She's our entry point into the to the movie, which is essentially one night she's thrown out of a car, abandoned by her owner, <gasps> out into the alleys of London. Is the owner like ten feet tall? Yeah, you get a brief glimpse of. There's, I think- like, yeah. yeah, some they're, scaling. So I would say in terms of filmmaking criticism of the movie, the scaling is all over the place. Like one person will hold a fork and it'll be like the size of their head, but then another person will have a pencil and it's the like if it was a toothpick for the rest of us. <laughs> so it doesn't really make any sense. Mm. But yeah, so she's thrown out and then immediately lands in this alley that's filled with this tribe of cats called the Jellicle Cats. And they come from all different kind of parts of this neighborhood. But um, essentially, it was lucky for her because she happened to land on the very night of the Jellicle Ball, which, which is, is a once a year, <laughs> these cats gather to uh, a couple of them are nominated or nominate themselves to sing their story. 
for Old Deuteronomy, who's the oldest, wisest cat played by Judy Dench. And then Old Deuteronomy makes the Jellicle choice, which is to send one of the cats up into the heavy side layer, which is a, a metaphorical resurrection, a rebirth. It allows I don't think them it's metaphorical. I think it's like it's actual resurrection to start their new life as the cat they want to be in their next life. So yeah. you're reborn again as a cat. There's a lot of look. It's how it's, does it improve? Spoiler: The movie ends with a balloon just going up into the sky, and like literally, the last shot could have been a 747 hitting it. <laughs> but like, yeah, I mean, I always interpreted it as as like you're saying it's they think that they're going to be reincarnated, but then they just get. S- like their brains are dashed against <laughs> yeah. a wall or something. Yeah, run over. Well, is uh, heavy side layer is medical lab. The, the <laughs> yeah. only other cat that they kind of acknowledge having been through multiple existences are Old Deuteronomy. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the the only person who has any sort of evidence of this being an actual um, She's transformation cats. is the one who claims to have done it and who is also making the choice. So. Sounds kind of diabolical. In some ways, we have no idea what the fuck's going on with these cats, but I think it ties into the so, whole like nine lives thing and stuff. Yeah, and this this character Victoria is a creation of the movie. She's not in the musical, and the I guess oh. the thought process was we need to to put more plot into the movie so that it makes more sense. To which I say, mm. uh, failure. The movie still doesn't make a lot of sense. And yeah. she's like 100%. Like uh, she's not. So there's no I, main character in that play? Well, uh, arguably, it's, Old Deuteronomy is the main all, character. It's not a play. It's, it's a, a musical. Me. And it's a cocaine-fueled musical from the 70s. So I interpreted that character, Victoria, as our Ellen Page in Inception. She's the audience's vehicle yes. To, yes. to explain everything. Yeah. Is that true? Yes. That's okay. Yeah, it's similar. Though there isn't, there aren't really many moments in this movie where they stop explain and they anything? go, let's explain what's yeah. going on. It's kind of just you're watching it and then you're kind of like figuring it out. You're like, oh, oh, okay, I get it. Like, yeah, there's a passing reference to this Jellicle ball and, you know. The Jellicle choice is referenced a lot. Yeah. Um, So are all cats in this gang? No, only Jellicle cats are in the Jellicle gang. The vast majority of the cats on screen are in the Jellicle gang. Yeah, well, yeah, we're only watching Jellicle cats here. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But Is, is there an English translation to Jellicle? Yeah, so I didn't know this. There was, there were like, because it's the Alamo Draft House, they were doing like all this trivia before, and apparently it was T.S. Eliot's abbreviation of Dear Little. And I think they actually referenced that in the movie at one point. But so, Dear Little? Yeah, like, this is my dear little cat. Oh, they're they're my cat. little my cats. Cat. Yeah. He's my jelly cookie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oof. Oh. That's a leap. T.S. Yeah. But yeah, that's fine. Well, he's a poet. Yeah. This is, this okay. is, so again, I would say my big, my big reaction to this movie, having watched it, and this is going to sound like sunken cost fallacy where I spent all this time talking about cats and everything, so I have to kind of like it. But that's not what this is. This is just a, <laughs> you're not allowed. I don't think we as a society are allowed to say after something has existed for 40 years as art, well, this sucks. Mm-hmm. That to me sounds like a stupid reaction. Like, is this, so it, Have people not been saying it sucks since it came out? I yes, mean, people have been yeah. saying it sucks since it came out. But Absolutely. It's, it's also like Emperor's New Clothes kind of thing. Like, at some point, every, someone should have raised their hand and said, like, why am I paying $550 for a ticket to this thing on Broadway? Like, <laughs> right. But no one ever did because no one ever wanted to be the one who seemed like they didn't get it. Um, I'll tell you why. And and it, it's deeply rooted in personal experience of a young Joel Rubin. Uh the year was 1987, and it was my first trip to New York City, and my parents brought my entire family to see Cats in the orchestra um, at the, in the, it wasn't the original cast, but it was the original production at yeah, the Winter Garden bumps. Theater. Yeah, I know. And, and you go, and, and like, it, even as a, even as a seven, six or seven or eight year old, like, it's a fucking weird show. Like, you know it's weird, but it's like confusing and weird, and the songs are catchy, and I memorized all the songs, and then you walk out of the theater, and it's snowing for the first time in your life, and you realize it was a magical experience, even if you don't know what the fuck just happened. Mm-hmm. That's why people go pay $550, is to see that gleam of like confusion and joy <laughs> in a little boy's face. To yeah. get a weird boner. There's, well, there's a, we talked, Joel and I talked about it as soon as the movie was over, but there's spectacle. And spectacle has numerous interpretations. And that Cats musical was probably pretty spectacular. 
when it was conceived and there's executed. There's cats like crawling through the audience. There's a giant, and there's no balloon, but the, at the end of the, the I don't know, spoiler alert, when Grizabella goes into the heavy side lair, <laughs> Yeah, it's, there's like a giant tire that she rides up through the. Uh, yeah, into, I get it. It wasn't your mama's Rogers and Hammerstein. Yeah, right? yeah. it's no Oklahoma. It's yeah. <laughs> so, but anyway, so it is. No it, it was spectacle at the time. Now, fast forward to 2019. A cynical era. Uh, well, more so opening against Star Wars, which, in my opinion, Ballsy. is the new version of kind of shallow spectacle. Okay. Right, like. Yeah. It's it's gonna completely consume your time, and you're gonna feel satisfied by it, even if you're not sure what it means or anything, whatever. Like you can't compete. So whoever, whatever studio head thought now was the time for cats, we could we spent like thirty yeah. minutes trying to figure out why anyone thought it was a good idea to make this movie. My, like <laughs> the, the movie is, it's weird, but I like I I genuinely enjoyed myself watching it. But th- my biggest question coming out of it is. Why now? Like they could have made this in nineteen. Well, they made a they made a film version. Uh, they filmed the Broadway show in like ninety eight or something. I vaguely remember those TV commercials. Um, mm-hmm. But like, what is it about two thousand nineteen that says like we've got to get Tom Hooper to make <laughs> Cats? I don't know. It may have just come up. Maybe they just said we finally have the technology to. to <laughs> but they don't. They didn't. Oh. They, they didn't. Yeah. Well, I mean, they have the technology. They didn't want to spend the money, maybe? But Lame. this movie cost a, a billion, butt ton yeah. of money. Lay Miz your made a lot of money, right? What? Lay Miz made a lot of money. Yeah. Well, that's and, what, and that's one of the things I was like, and Tom Hooper may be the X Factor He here. may be. It may be that they were looking for a vehicle for him to make, and he made Lay Miz and made a ton mm-hmm. of money. That's a also iconic musical, so it's like, what other yep. of these famous... I mean. It's a, it's what the longest running musical Fourth. on Broadway or uh, something. Longest yeah, running I think musical. I think Phantom is still Phantom's is, number one. That's right. Number that's one, right. Yeah. That's right. And but, like, but so, Andrew Lloyd's got so all of them. Of of yeah. all those big musicals, it's kind of the only one that hasn't been tapped into in a, in a studio. But, so it may have just been yeah, like you're saying, Tom Hooper may have been in, the in a weird way. Key. It seems like it hasn't been tapped into because it's such a Broadway mu- It's a Broadway musical mm-hmm. and almost shouldn't exist in any other form because there's no other way to. Enjoy it, yeah. like yeah. yeah. Well, that's that's a, that's my question for you, Joel. Um, I feel like Broadway musicals have a really hard time translating, and like I remember for years, everyone's like, "Go see Jersey Boys," and the movie comes out, you go, "Ah, eh, it's not very good." It's like, well, it's different. Well, it's pretty much the same thing. It just doesn't. Right. Yeah. That that seems to happen more often than not, where the translation something goes missing. So what's what is the what is that that secret sauce that they're missing from cats? I don't I, I I think the very nature of the show itself makes it difficult to to provide a reason to make it into a movie, if that makes sense. Like <laughs> what I will say, like there's spectacle and it it was bonkers. And they like Tom Hooper did a, I think a better job directing cats than directing Les Mis. Like mm-hmm. it's 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 a technical again, they don't have the there are a lot of like quibbles that I have, I think both of us with some of the effects and some of the fur mapping and all this stuff, right? But like, it is a technical marvelment what they've done and like the scaling issues notwithstanding, like there are wide shots and they are, like, he does choreography. There's a lot more there. It just, there's because there's no, for me, there's no reason for it makes it like a weaker entry into a music like a movie musical canon. I'm much more interested in based on the trailer the in the Heights movie which we also saw a trailer for yeah, before yeah. this and it looks phenomenal. I'm very excited. About so it. so again, so if you're going to criticize the movie for the subject matter, I think that's it's a moot point. We've moved past right. that as a yeah, society. Yeah. Why why are you having this discussion that we should have had 40 years ago kind of about what art can be. Mm-hmm. And it can be wacky and it can be strange and it can feel like it's made up on the spot and it can just be a bunch oh, of NYU theater kids getting together to just try and lick their trick hands. people trick people into thinking they have a career like or whatever. You know, like <laughs> at, at certain points, that's what Cats feels like. It feels like a bunch of people got together and they were like, if we just say this is important and we just do it, people will believe it and then we will have a career doing this. Not to discount the singing talent, because there's obviously singing talent, the musical talent, even if none of it makes any sense, and the the dancing, right? Like, again, only the pure spectacle. The narrative doesn't make any sense. Right. But, like, again, the narrative never made sense. The the criticisms of the criticisms of the movie are the exact, with the exception of the, gra- like the graphical stuff and the effects, mm-hmm. are 
100% what the criticisms of the show were. I don't know what they expected out of Cats. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what they wanted to get out of it. It seems to me like a framework to show off these performances, to which my question is, is there, because I mean, I would like to know, is there a performer in this film, an actor, not the character. I would like. I would also like to know like which cat you identify with and enjoyed the most. <laughs> is there oh, a best actor? I would like cat. to know <laughs> which actor you thought excelled the most in Cats and who didn't excel it's, in Cats. It's it's tough. <laughs> great questions. All great questions. Thank you. It's tough because kind of like Joel was saying, there's there's a discrepancy between where they decided to devote their attention. Hmm. Like they're like we have X amount of dollars and so. We can either make Judy Dench look really good, or we can make Skimble Shanks look really good. Played, played by exactly. I don't know. <laughs> there, so, there, so it does seem like you know. What is the ending? Taylor Swift as Bumble Arena. She looks. I mean, she already looks like a cat person. Yeah. yeah she but does. she looks. Her effects are okay. Um, Victoria and the White Cat is kind of jarringly cat-like. I think they just cast her really well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, and then Idris Elba, Elba as McCavity is I didn't care for him. Is uh, but he's costumed in such a way that it's like okay, whatever. It looks like they were like, we're not going to do too much. We're just going to let Idris Elba, Elba play through. Why didn't you like it, Joel? What's wrong with Idris? Uh, I don't know. There's just something about it. It's hard. It, the amount of time that is spent, like on oh McCavity, oh McCavity's doing this, McCavity's doing that, mm -hmm. like. It, there's there's just not enough plot to sustain that, and maybe that's more the the issue for me. Is he they grafted. They grafted. I'm just talking about his visuals. The, the visuals, oh, even, okay. but like he's got these really bright green eyes. Yeah. He's the only cat with super neon green eyes, and it like it throws me off. And I know he's supposed to be a night cat or he's whatever. He's Napoleon of crime. He's the Napoleon of crime. <laughs> What, is he, what kind of crimes yeah, does well, he yeah, do? What's, what are, so, so you didn't so answer my question though, his, that his, I asked you, which was that? you didn't ask my question, which was you asked like five questions. Whose performance? I liked. Yeah, well, yeah. So I liked. Excelled. I, I liked. Let's be positive. Mr. Mistopheles decently well. Who played Mr. Mistopheles? I don't know. know. My phone is off. <laughs> there's some people that are famous people, and there's other people that just seem like theater people. And then I also like the other like guide cat. I thought that he had like monkey some, strap. Was that monkey strap? Like I had some so. like oh good moments of like even just in the background, he's like he's actually taking it as seriously as you possibly can. Mm. Whereas like James Corden and Rebel Wilson were I did not think were very good at all. No. Like, well, are they bad. ever in a weird way? So I like Rebel Wilson in, in in Pitch Perfect. In, in a weird way, I felt like they were way worse performers than some of those theater folks, like yeah. the dude playing Mr. Mistopheles or Skimble Shanks and all those other people but they stood out in this because everything else feels so theatrical and musical they felt like they were in a movie yeah so the way james corden and rebel wilson is like their singing wasn't as good and their dancing wasn't as good but they felt like they were like putting humor they were like not trying to show off those skills because those knew they weren't so they were like oh we're gonna do humor and part of that's the choreography but like james corden is like Fat. He's Buster for Jones. He's this fat, fat, rich cat. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. And uh. And he's like bumping into things when he's singing and dancing, and he's kind of sloppy and lazy or whatever. And I'm like, cinematically, I think that works better. But if it is like Elise says, just a showcase for the the dancing, the singing abilities of these performers, they are way below. Mm -hmm. I would say Jason Derulo. Um, is Jason probably the best Derulo. best famous person performer. The best merger of everything yeah. because he he's seems rum -tom, to right? he see, he yes. figured it out. He f kind of he's like understood that this is a nonsense musical for song and performance or whatever, but he also has this charismatic modern day performer sensibility, so he's still it's like you're watching a Justin Timberlake music video mm. or something, you know, like But he's so. but he's, his character is also I think the best like the most modern all the cats are sort of like different characters, right? I mean, obviously they're all different characters, but like there's like the railway cat who's like, he's punctilious and he's on time and he keeps the trains running on time. And there's Buster for Jones, who's like an old British, like I'm a club cat. And then there's um, McCavity, who's the like the, the gangster crime cat. There's Grizabella, who's a prostitute. <laughs> so um, uh, Jason Derulo is like, he's like, the bad boy at school, he wears a leather jacket and all the chicks dig him. And he's like, oh, like. Danny Zuko. He's Danny Zuko. He's the Danny, yes, thank you. 
whoever told you that was spot on. <laughs> did someone tell me? Did you tell me that? I, I, I mentioned it before at the oh, end of the podcast. I, I didn't hear that. No, he's for sure the Danny Zuko. Like, he's not act Like, McCavity's the bad cat. He's the bad boy cat. Like, mm-hmm. and all the chicks dig him. And I think that there's more of a, a parallel to, or at least an entry point to understand that, like, how to play that character. Like, he likes jukebox. He likes music. He likes to dance. He likes to, like, he's kind of a, he's kind of a charming asshole. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Closeted homosexual, like Danny Zuko. <laughs> like, in terms of the filmmaking of the movie, though, there was zero adaptation. They didn't translate this into what a movie Cats would be. Explain. They just made the musical. Explain. Right. There's well, no... I'm saying, remember Chicago? And they're like, let's just make the musical. Mm-hmm. Why, why, like, why are we even bothering going mm. to the movies? Because you're just showing me the musical, right? Mm-hmm. Like, this is this is similar to Chicago in that they're like, well, let's just make the musical. Not let's take the musical, Broadway musical Cats, and adapt it to be a movie, mm. which means it is just a bunch of singing. It's a bunch of dancing. There's a lot of shit going on. You're kind of confused. Only this time there isn't a cat brushing against you in the crowd. You know? What, what, what would you, but my question is, what would you want? How would you want a musical adapted for film? Well, I wouldn't like, do what's it, what's number it? one. I wouldn't necessarily do it, but I mean, we kind of talked about it. Mm. One, of the, one of the big shortcomings is the filmmaking which is it felt like a choreographer went and worked with all these people in these locations and did all kinds of stuff and Tom Hooper wasn't there for any of it yeah. and then he showed up on the day and was like all right now let's figure out how to film this the the camera the the sets all these things are not a part of the choreography or the musical yeah. so it's like you're watching a musical as opposed to I mean, Baz Luhrmann is a great example of how the camera, the scenes, everything plays into, you can't- Australia. It would be, it, like, it plays into <laughs> Moulin Rouge. The, the, it's right. part of the choreography. Mm-hmm. None, of, none of the camera like, work in this. Did you like La La Land? I did, yeah. yeah. I, 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 yeah, I enjoyed La La Land. I think that's a good example. Also, there was a trailer for In the Heights beforehand, and even in that movie, the even in the trailer, you see how the camera is a part of the choreography and yeah. stuff. This feels like they set up a tripod and they said, "Do the dance that you learned mm-hmm. for a lot of it." There's a lot of there is a lot of weird camera work, and like they have a bunch of visual gags in the movie, but you like it doesn't give any of it space to breathe. It's so jam packed with stuff that like when Rebel Wilson gets her hand caught in the mouse trap. Like I didn't see it. I, it was a. It was almost like an auditory clue, and then she went ow, 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 cue, and then she said ow. Like, and there were a lot of moments like that where it's not. It doesn't feel like it's a film in that way. I see. Mm-hmm. I guess I see what you're saying. He does take more. Again, he takes more advantage of the fact that he's got a film budget and film studio and sets and stuff and effects than he did in Les Mis, where like I want to see grand sweeping uh, vistas of barricades in Paris. You don't see any of that mm-hmm. stuff now. Here's the thing. The movie's called Cats. I've heard there are also mice and cockroaches in this film. <laughs> there are. <laughs> which I'm curious about how that played into the musical. Uh, yeah, in the musical, as I recall, again, I, I haven't... So I saw it three times all before I left high school. Um, <gasps> three times. <laughs> Very low. You, real quick, just you mentioned the uh, Jenny Anydots getting her hand caught in the trap. And they just showed a clip from it in the trailer. And in the trailer, they zoomed in. They, they, they didn't do that in the movie. Which is interesting. It's like they cropped in their own shot because mm-hmm. they understood the shot in the movie doesn't even, you wouldn't context, have any yeah. idea what's Well, did they shoot on. the movie like Avatar where it was just James Cameron <laughs> in an empty warehouse like just doing stuff? Or I don't think so. There's definitely, yeah. I mean, I saw some of the behind the scenes stuff uh, here that, uh, oh yeah. Yeah, See, like, that, that punch it's is just, not. It's in just the movie. a wide. It's just a wide. This is a perfect example of how there's like no. Th- it's just a wide. That's a punch in or another mm-hmm. shot that they didn't even leave in the movie. So, um, so Joel, you saw it three times. <laughs> Explain the mice it, and the cockroaches. All right. So as I recall, yeah. as I recall, it might have been like uh, like almost like a line of puppets on a thing, and so that all the mice were sort of like <gasps> marching in line. It's okay. kind of how I remember it. Mm-hmm. Now that might have been a a regional performance I saw in Washington D.C. I don't know if they I can't remember if they did it on Broadway or not. Mm. So is there like a standout song or a standout dance number that everyone's you... a ringer? Okay, that's the one that's going to be at the Academy Awards. Well, no. No. The, the only one that got nominated was an original song by Taylor Swift. And it was oh. not very good, I didn't think. It, oh. It's also just like a, a response song to memories. To memories. So, so, sorry, what was the one, Joel? The song? I, I think when the, like, 
it's so hard to divorce myself. Like, I, I, it's not a good show, but I like it. You know, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it, like there's an we call it a guilty pleasure. It's not a guilty pleasure. Yes, it like, is. I'm not, I don't feel no guilty, guilty about it. Yeah, like <laughs> I really, like I really you enjoy should. it. It's a pleasure. But it's not good. It's a pleasure. Okay, yeah. it's a pleasure but it's because pleasure. it's wrapped up in my memory, in my memories <laughs> of of having seen it. Right. So like the first like weird synthesizer notes that hit in the very beginning of the show, like, I was like, fuck, yeah, I'm in. I, I was, like, giggling like an idiot for the first 10 minutes of the movie because it was, it's Cats. Mm. So, like, you asked me, like, what's a standout song? I mean, I think probably um, uh, Rum Tum Tugger is probably a standout song. I enjoyed Skimble Shanks. Not He's a the, character and a song? Every yeah. character, almost yeah. all the lead cats have their own song. Yeah. Okay. Why do like twice Mungu the amount Jerry of work? and, yeah. and Rumpel Teaser. Yeah, there are a notorious couple of cats. <laughs> Which, by the way, if you check the wiki, it would probably describe them as notorious. <laughs> yes. um, well, let me. So that's your perspective as a fan. By the way, you can see how it was filmed and how it turned out. Yeah. They didn't do. It, it's just minor motion tracking. They fucked themselves, and it looks terrible. <laughs> um, but uh, the um, for as someone who's experiencing all these songs for the first time, the only one that truly kind of stood out seemed to be memory because that's the only one that the movie allows you to get to a point where you want to hear, it's like a catharsis song. It feels earned. Rum Tum Tugger is catchy, but all of the songs feel catchy in the same way as one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve 10, 11, 12 from Sesame Street or whatever. Like, like they, it's like, it's like, oh, it's stuck in my head. Like I got it, but it's, is it? I don't know that it's because it's the most amazing song or is in the right point in the movie or the musical. I will say that Memory, though, has it's like the climax of the movie in a lot of ways. It's the only story in the show. It's, it's something that's been hinted at the whole throughout the whole movie that like, oh, this cat has a story to tell. And if we could just let this, if you just let this let her speak, she's going to win you over. And so when she finally does, and Jennifer Hudson is amazing voice and she's like weeping while she's singing the song. It's yeah, like but, her, uh, it's like her Anne Hathaway. I was, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. It's, 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 and it's, it's very similar. It's like, like snot dripping down her nose. And I she's, would say it's, it's Tom Hooper's fault as yeah, far as I'm yeah. concerned where he's like, oh, this won me an Super Academy Vision. Award last time. So I'm just going to do it again. It, also, <laughs> yeah, they had two huge streams of Snot. mucus coming out of her nose and then at one point in the song she's like and I'm like ah! <laughs> oh, <laughs> and I don't no, know I no, don't no. know why they left that oh, in like no. tears would... tears work mm. Snot doesn't that would make me gag of... watching yeah, it, it was um, gross. And I felt really bad for Jennifer Hudson because mm-hmm. again, it's like she's that's singing she's her singing out. her heart out, and she's she's doing it or whatever. So, but for me, the the second time you hear memory is like I was like, okay, this is like this feels like an earned thing. <laughs> then there's Old other ladies. stuff like Ian McKellen, <laughs> who's wings. who's barely in the movie, right? But he's Gus the theater cat, who's this old cat who used to be uh, famous and see. But he's singing for his chance to be part of the jellical choice. But they just they don't bother introducing him at the beginning of the movie. They just introduce him, and he's like, they, they only have him for the about, one day. Yeah, I'm worried about doing. The, and he already knew all the words, of course. Yeah. Um, and then also, and, you know, James Duty, Judy Dench was supposed to be the original Grizabelle glamour cat uh, in London. You don't need to tell him. Uh, I think I mistakenly referred to it in Google Trends as Old Deuteronomy, but yes, she was supposed to be the original Grizabella. But either way. um, (laughs) I heard you see Idris Elba's uh, butthole. You do not see Idris Elba's butthole. He wears a coat for most of it. Do they have genitals? He wears a coat for most of it, and he throws it off, and it's clear that the animators didn't know what to do. Mm -hmm. So it's just like a shiny... Body Black. suit that kind of like has his pectorals shaped out of it. You don't see genitals, but the female cats all have breasts that don't really move except for Rebel Wilson. She kind of shakes her boobs. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift does. She does a. She, she does a booby shake that has. But they also have like a uniboob. Yeah. Like it's hmm. like a cat yeah. furry thing. But some of them, I swear, you can see nipples underneath. Yeah. So the, should like, they have like a line of twelve nipples going? They down? Should, yeah. yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. That's another thing I'll say. Probably the most disturbing thing about this whole movie is how selective they were about what a cat is. So human face. They didn't change anyone's nose. They didn't do anything. So it's a human face on the body of an anthropomorphic cat. Okay. Fine. Kind of got a werewolfy effect or whatever you want to say. But their hands are all normal. Their hands. <laughs> and, and that's weird enough, but their feet are also human feet with toes. 
with one except with two exceptions, there are a couple of breakdancing cats who wear converses for some reason, but not human-sized right. converses, cat size. It there's a yeah, it's it's very it's, selective. Also, you can see again to James's point earlier, like who they spent money on. Like the lead Victoria cat, her ears like move and cocked according to her her mood. And then there are a couple of other cats who are just like they just had they're just like like Yoda ears. They it, just sort of like it looks like some of them are. It looks like a Snapchat filter. Yeah, that they just that they just went. All right, let me get your face. All right, you're a cat now. Um, but people, again, people have been saying it looks like a giant deep fake. Kind of, yeah, it kind of does. Like in again, back to the hands thing. Just one more. Your brain is just an amazing organ because you'll watch it and you'll forget. You forget that you're watching a nightmare kind of thing. Because I did. I was watching it. I was like, at a certain point, I was like, I forgot I was watching a nightmare. And it's just Mr. Mistopheles. And he's singing. He's trying his best. And you're like, you could do it, Mr. Mistopheles. And then he'll go, he'll go, I can't. And it's human hands. <laughs> and he's a black and white cat. But it's human flesh tone hands with wrink. Judy Dench has wrinkly hands with like a, a ring, ring on them uh. and it doesn't even match the tone the skin so rebel wilson there should probably have like orange or white it's just human hands <laughs> that pop up and then you go oh my god and it mm. almost makes it 10 times worse so i don't know so um just to round it out should are you telling our audience to go see yes. this nightmare yes I, I think I, I absolutely think so. It's it's so bonkers. Like the thing is, don't expect it to not be crazy, bonkers, weird, like a misfire on so many levels. But like it is such, it, and it's not even that it's so bad that it's good. It is, good. it is car accident. It's not a car accident. Well, you I, can't look away. I can't look away. But mm. like I don't know. It's. I, it's cats. It's cats. There's really no other way to describe it other than is it's it, cats. Is it more like a execution video on like Live Leak or something? Like <sighs> no, no, it's no. not even. Okay. It's cats. I don't know what this is. Like a building like, falling down. No, or? it's not even a curiosity. It's not a disaster. It's, it's not a dis That's that's almost the thing. It's not a disaster, which is why it's so hard yeah, for me to wrap my I head around like, people giving it like one out of tens or. Whatever. It's not a disaster. It's cats, and it's been cats for forty years. Hmm. Do you think it would have been? Uh, less effective and worse if they had tried to normalize it and make it less weird? I don't know. They probably no. should have done a survey with literally anyone that said, should this be a movie? And that they wouldn't have done it. You know, I appreciate like. how, like, I, I, look, it's a, it's a, it's a creepy, weird, horny, rubby, licking, boobs, like furry, sometimes mess. But it's it's like, it, it's so, the show itself, you go see it and it's just like that. They've got this makeup on. You They have so much makeup on, you can smell it from the 50th <laughs> row. Like, it's, and they're and they're doing the same thing. They're like nuzzling each other and licking each other. Yeah. And like there's a, like in the in this movie and in the lives, like everything about it, it's just cats. It's It's so bonkers. Like, I appreciate that they leaned into it. I want, like, I kind of wanted more of it. I wanted it to, like, you know what? If you're going to be this weird about it, be super crazy weird. Don't, I don't need a plot to cats. Give me just pure cats. I think thinking about it, and I this may not have worked at all, but I think if they had done a fully CG movie with celebrity voices, maybe it would have been an easier pill to swallow, but it probably wouldn't have been as true to the monster sure. that is cats. You're saying, like, with, like, actual, not not these cats, but, like, Pixar style. Cats. Yes. Uh, mm. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be way less interested it, in that. I, I, but I still, I think it would be maybe more accessible. I think it wouldn't have been true to cats or of what it is. I, I don't know. I just cats. It's cats. It's cats. I don't Do, really know. What does this movie make furries? Like, do you think there are yes. people that go out and they get sexually interested? So yeah, in these there's, cats? there's like a modern version of a young Joel Rubin whose parents didn't take him to New York, but they took him to, see to the movie theater. He said, "I want to see Star Wars." They and went, "Nope, we're falls, seeing this instead." I absolutely would have fallen in love with like Francesca Hayward and Taylor Swift and been like, "Yeah, that's sexy," and well, I'm into but it. Here's the thing. Absolutely, there's it's cool. there's sexy things about it but I don't think it's that they're cats like I don't think Taylor Swift is sexy in this because she looks like a cat she's sexy Taylor Swift she... already looks like a cat yeah. right. she's but you're sexy because she's a, a full sexy form person brain. you're like, not a child there, the, there are a is lot the... of people that I'm sure are very attractive in real life that are monsters in this which <laughs> which again could theoretically turn someone away from being a so furry. Is this movie dangerous in the way that Joker might have been like you maybe you shouldn't show this to children 
No. No. Okay. Kids, no. kids need to see this. Okay. <laughs> if a kid's a furry, a kid's a furry. Well, that should be required yeah. viewing for kids. Um, right? How old does your son have to be? Uh, I mean, as soon as this comes to home video, we're watching. <laughs> oh, I'm make, Dana's not interested. I was going to say, I'm were you recording it. it on your phone? <laughs> and you're like, here you go. Yeah. yeah. I know. There's weird tension. Everyone talks about how horny this movie is. I think that's more of a weird statement projection. on that's something you're projecting because they're like god this movie's so and while it is sexually it is charged sexually there's like charged. moments where let's do it Joel come where they're like this they love the, well they're gonna kiss <laughs> and then they go <laughs> and you're like oh okay I almost had a boner for a second yeah. and then you did that and yeah. I immediately lost it <laughs> I mean cats do that typically if they want food or they're rubbing their scent on you to make you part of their tribe that's well they, they do they're that's joining they her into the jungle. gotcha also, <laughs> also they let a lot of the people just go hog wild there's like no real consensus on how catty they are cause like there's one point where Ian McKellen is just in the background just going meow 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 <laughs> <laughs> and it's like no one just told him no. He licks out of a dish at one point. He's like, he's like, I will be a cat. And Tom Hooper didn't say, well, we're not doing that much cats. Yeah. Like he, he was like, well, this is what cats do. I'll shit in this pile of yeah. sand. I'm a method cactor. Yeah. <laughs> and they, a lot of them hiss at each other. <laughs> but it's just, it's just yeah. people faces doing. <laughs> so right. just fascinating with uh, human hands. It's it's my I, I like it's it's a, like again. Yes, go see cats. James, Absolutely, go see it. Do you say people should go see I it? I don't. Uh, I mean. It's not going to change. Not it's yes. not going to sway you any one way or the other. If you have an open heart, Aww. and you and you think that you want to experience uh, spectacle and art and mm. music in just new ways that maybe you haven't before, then in new forty-year-old ways. So yeah, you're, then you're probably like, cats when, is going to be fine. Like when Elise and I go, we should dress up as the cats or not. No, I told James shouldn't. to get me a cat bodysuit. Yeah. He wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. <laughs> Um, Are so, you glad yeah. you invested six months of your life into cats? Yes. Oh, okay. man. Right in on. terms of comedy, I could not have picked a better <laughs> movie. But what I really, really enjoy is that a lot of people think that you genuinely were excited and thought it was going to be good. Well, I like, and I know sometimes our audience doesn't really get when we're being facetious or mm -hmm. sarcastic, or but I have noticed that I think people, some people thought that you were genuinely. Yeah. Were you, but you seemed excited to go see it with me last night. I was, was because it's a payoff was, of yeah. a lot of stuff. And again, I sometimes don't judge things that I'm not going to judge it by whether or not I sure. like it's for me or I like it or any mm -hmm. of those things. It seemed like they made a movie that was going to be true to cats, which I knew to be a bonkers, crazy 70s cocaine-fueled musical. And so I, I was like, that appeals to me. I don't know that any of the subject matter of the movie, I don't know any of the songs, I don't really care about anyone that's in it, but this, and, it, and also when it came out, the special effects is this weird, I was like, someone made this decision, this is gonna be, a delight. I know. Imagine if and, they made it like ten years ago, but in the same like fashion, just with shittier motion capture. Yeah. Shittier. It, uh, it satisfied. It satisfied me. I was sitting there feeling mm. satisfied, and when it was over, I like still had the song stuck in my head, and I wasn't regretful that I saw it. But again, it's you know, it's either this or what is it? Uh, climax by Gaspar No. <laughs> like, oh, that's a different kind of nightmare. You guys all saw, uh, what was it, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs? Yeah. Mm -hmm. that's that's great. Remember the they had the kid Dudley from uh, Harry, Harry Potter, Potter and he has no arms and legs mm -hmm. and he's reciting yeah. Shakespeare? At least we don't have to do that. Like, our entertainment has evolved so much where it's like, at least you get to see something weird like this and go, I don't care for it, but it's weird and I enjoyed it. Like, yeah. we're so spoiled. I don't know. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, yeah. it's, you know, the limbless guy telling you stories. It, it feels I like a bunch of normies Thank being you. like, I don't get it. This is weird. Normies. And it's like, it's just give, in, give into it. I give into it. I, just, oh, I, I get it that they made something for the people who wanted it. And that's fine. This, In that's some okay. ways, this is the cinematic equivalent of that banana taped to a wall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where it's like, if you want to call it art, Okay, I'm sure whatever art impetus I, is there, but if you think it's just a banana taped to the wall, then it's a banana taped to the wall. I'm saying, I say go for all of it. I'm a woman that would rather watch a piece of felt uh, move than a human. Mm -hmm. That's true. Oh, would you see so. Muppets Cats? Ooh. Hmm. Too horny. Mm. I don't know. Not horny <laughs> enough. <laughs> not not horny enough. I, uh -huh. So uh, support for Film House comes from Manscaped, who's the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. 
Jingle balls to the walls, fellas. Listen up. Untrimmed pubes are a thing of the past. It's time to gear up and get yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season. I'm talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0. Manscaped is a revolutionary company that has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their Lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary advanced skin-safe technology, so this trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts. It's also waterproof, so you can use it in the shower. The Lawnmower 2.0 comes inside their Perfect Package 2.0 which makes for the perfect gift this holiday season. It's literally everything you need to keep trimmed, cut free, and smelling nice down there. The Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0 also includes the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. The Perfect Package will also come with a pair of Manscaped high-performance anti-chafing boxer briefs that'll keep your junk feeling fresh all day. Tis the season to Manscaped, so get yourself, your dad, your brother, and friends the best gift of all. The Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code FILMHOUSE at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. So that's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code FILMHOUSE. Clean up your nuts and make Santa proud this year. So thanks, Manscaped, uh, for sponsoring the show this week to let us talk about cats. Did you get um, free Manscaped product to, yeah, to try? I did. How, does it, how did it go? It works. Let's just say I asked to see his jellical balls. <laughs> I did this nice. morning. That's not that's a true story. Yeah. True story. Was it like grab the trunk and lift? <laughs> okay. The tail? Um, but serious uh, thanks to Manscaped. They've sponsored a lot of our shows, especially towards the end of the year here. So uh, do us all a favor. Do the show a favor. Go check out. See what they're all about. Uh, go to their website. Look into their product. Order some for someone this Christmas. Um, it's not expensive expensive and it's really great stuff and uh, it's great to support the sponsors that support our show. So I think we're going to move on. Uh, we have a little bit of time to talk about uh, the worst films of the year, which not to bring up Cats again, but is this in your not worst of the year? Close. Okay. No. All right. So to change completely over, um, oh, Elise, what would you say was maybe the worst movie you had to sit through this year? There was stuff like uh, Hellboy, the, the remake that I chose not to sit through. That was terrible. I turned it off. Do you remember the circumstances under which we almost I watched it? I put it on to make Zach watch well, it. We were watching something else. We were watching The Gate. The Gate. Oh. Starring um, uh, yeah. from Blade. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. We all know his name. Don't yeah. worry about anyway. it. Anyway. Yeah, people, people were like, how could you forget I know. his name? I'm yeah. sorry. The but gate. but oh, we were Matthew, watching The Gate yeah. and oh, then we were like, well, maybe himself. let's not. Let's put on something else. And then put on Hellboy. Hellboy, and then we were, we were put back, the, okay. put the and gate we back, put the gate back <laughs> on. <laughs> Stephen Dorff. Stephen Dorff. Oh, as a child. Uh, if you ever wondered what the bad guy from Blade looked like as a kid, yeah. watch the gate. But uh, yeah, that, even that was like not good enough to put the time into. I would say the movie I watched beginning to end that I I had the least uh, interest in was Brightburn. What a misstep. Mm -hmm. Mm. The the concept is so cool though. It should be, yeah. yeah. It should be, it's but a really good short film. Yeah, mm -hmm. maybe well, that's it. A lot yeah. of a lot of the elements of it start to fall apart once you really examine it. And like for yeah. me, for me, the whole thing was like Elizabeth Banks was like, no, it's not, it's not his fault. I'm like, you found him in the woods yeah. when a spaceship crashed there. You've forgotten. It's, it appears you've forgotten this. Well, they yeah. they burn they burn through no pun intended, but they burn through the the exciting what should be the exciting part of it in the first 10 minutes and they go he's a bad guy and then the whole movie like but who killed the farmers like yeah. oh. the bad guy you <laughs> yeah, showed yeah. The whole, he's bad the whole time hey. and it has an interesting ending but that's probably about it to yeah. me if you're going to do any kind of uh, way if you're going to flip the Superman story in any way it's Superman Red Son is mm -hmm. the most interesting alternate version of like well what happened if Superman like and this is kind of like well what happened if you know Superman was actually kind of evil inherently evil mm -hmm. uh, this but Red Sun, I think, takes it in a more it's interesting a more complex, direction. Yeah, right? he's a Russian. He crash landed. It, that in Russia, feels more right? like a nurture versus nature yeah. situation, mm -hmm. which I I really like. But this this was just didn't do it. We're sorry. I thought it came out last year too. <laughs> I, I, maybe it's because yeah. it, I thought it, if you had asked me, I would have been like two thousand. Seven? Yeah, it, it also 17? felt dated in yeah. a way. Yeah. Yeah. It, was, it was like a Blumhouse, right? It was like a cheap. I believe. So. Yeah, yeah cheap it was a micro budget in mm. a way. Was was this on someone's worst stuff list? Was it really that? Was it really that bad? I, I didn't see it. Yeah, the Men in Black, Black movie. Yeah, I, I, don't, I just put a bunch of trailers I together for okay. films that were on people's worst yeah. stuff. I think this was an example of a movie that there were several of them this year where there's a huge budget, you know, hundred million dollars spent on just trash that that people did not I like. Spent on a name. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, all right. Well, mine's probably a tie. 
Aladdin. Which I also saw with Joel. Yeah. Um, <laughs> My review for Aladdin is that I was not right? high enough. Although, <laughs> I, although, as I recall, when we were done with it, you were like, you thought it wasn't as bad as you thought it was going to be, mm -hmm. which I guess still could be one of the worst well, movies of the year. I guess I guess my thing is <laughs> it wasn't bad in the places that I thought it was going to be as bad. I think I was more like, disappointed coming out of Aladdin than you were. I was just like I was just like it. Sometimes it bothers me. Like, well, why did you even bother? Why would you even bother? Like I didn't see Lion King, but I'm sure if I had, that would be on my list. Because I'm like, why? waste time and money to do this. It's just, a, it's just a worse version of something yeah, already. Yeah. So, but a billion dollars later. Is it upsetting <laughs> that a movie you considered one of the worst of the year made a billion dollars? Oh yeah, of course. But I'm used to it by now. That's okay. my life. This is the world <laughs> I live in. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so like again, there's certain things about Aladdin. I was going like, oof, this Will Smith genie thing is going to be terrible. Never had a friend like me is the high point of the whole movie. Oh, wow. Which is saying a lot considering how much it means. Everything it's all relative, else, yeah. <laughs> well, everything else, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. Is that a pun? No, I mean, it's all, the the fact that that song is good, but it, oh, it's oh, good yeah. in, rel in relation oh. to the other the things in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but um, the rest of it is trash. The rest of it is insufferable. The things it adds to the movie are worse. Yeah. And it's a shame because sometimes I dock things harder when it comes close. And I get it. There's a value to Aladdin of this. The, the cartoon, for as great as it is, is a whitewashing of a different culture, of a Middle Eastern cultural story, right? But this movie was like, no, no, we're going to... We're going to take that Middle Eastern, Eastern culture. We're going to relish in it. We're going to share more of it, and we're not going to whitewash it. We're going to like expose you to it, and then tell the story in a different way. Except they don't really they touch on that slightly, and then the rest <laughs> of it is just the most boring. Like it seems like Guy Ritchie sold his soul to the devil kind of scenes to mm. just yeah, to get it seems through so it. So bored in a lot of it. It seems so boring, um, but yeah. So that's that's my tide for other. <laughs> my other one is Dark Phoenix. Yeah. yeah. I'm, that was really sad. I'm disappointed at how I thought Dark Phoenix would have been worse. I remember walking really? in and going, it wasn't great, but it, it also wasn't like horrifically terrible. Very boring. It was just boring, yeah. Did was, Brian Singer direct that? No. no it, was, it was the Kinberg. guy who's directed or yeah. who's Sign, produced Simon. There, the there, it has a lot of dumb moments. Like, don't get me wrong, but it wasn't like atrocious. so. It wasn't so offensively bad where I was like, I hate everything that's happening right now. I think, honestly, I think Apocalypse is probably worse. They're, they're both bad. They're both fighting oh, for that's like. Good to hear because I, I like turned off Apocalypse. It's not great. Which it's is on the same level. It sucks because yeah. like Days of Future Past, like okay, we're getting somewhere interesting yeah. here. But like, I mean, yeah, Dark Phoenix was yeah, like Ali said, it's just boring. And like, the, why are the, we the, still doing the this? The action wasn't yeah. exciting. Yeah. Like these are supposed to be effects movies. Well, and they didn't even design fun fight scenes or just, action scenes. It's just funny when Beast, Nightcrawler, and uh, Mystique are in the same scene, and no one. There's too much blue. Yeah. Everyone here is blue or a white person, and there's more blue people than white people. Yeah. But that's called uh, representation in Hollywood, yeah. Adam. <laughs> um, the well, thing is, too, also what stopped it from being like the worst terrible movie ever. They at least did a cool scene with Magneto, which is like it at least had a cool scene where he like takes all the guns off the walls mm -hmm. and he uses oh, yeah. like I was like, okay, cool. He did something cool with his powers. That's the special effects team doing their job and. Yeah, but yeah, was there a he, cool Quicksilver scene like there is in every? I don't think so. Ugh. He There's, went down in one of the early say, scenes in the movie. Yeah, and gone. Seems he's on like crutches. he's going to, and then yeah. he doesn't. Yeah, there's just, there's just a lot of it doesn't make any sense. It tonally, it's all over the place. I but, will say, it was yeah. it was pretty ballsy to reveal that they killed Mystique in one of the trailers. Like usually, you would save a big kill for the film. Yeah, especially if the main. I think Jennifer Lawrence tweeted. She was, I'm done. Yeah, Jennifer Lawrence. That was her Maybe trailer. So. She tweeted that trailer out. <laughs> yeah. The statement saying, "By the way, I don't want to do this anymore." But it, it's another example of you know, hundred, two hundred million dollars spent on just a horrible plot. Yeah. Bad acting. I'm, I'm glad it's over. I'm glad we're done with X Men yeah. uh, being made by someone who maybe doesn't really give a shit about it. So be interesting to see when it's it's put into the fold of the the mega so billion it, dollar. Is it going so? Did Fox retain X-Men no, or no. they sent Dis it over to Disney? Disney yeah. This is the last Fox X-Men. The only thing Fox kept, I believe, is their news division and sports. And even sports, I think, has gone rogue and is, is its own thing, maybe. That could wow, be wrong. That's good. I mean, like... That's like, an antitrust I, thing, but yeah. I, I, say what you have about the Marvel movies being bland. At least they are well-crafted like well mm -hmm. burgers, you know? But at yeah. least they're connected. Yeah. It is McDonald's. You're right. Yeah. I don't uh, know. Um, Joel. Yeah. The Kitchen. Uh, I saw the kitchen too. It was pretty rough. It was really like I, for me. 
I didn't. I, I wasn't able to see a lot of movies this year. I had a I had a son this year, and so we didn't get out to the theater. Right, so right. everything that we saw was like no, stuff didn't. that we wanted to. We sat down at the house. We're like, we're gonna make it a conscious effort to watch something. What, so what was it about the kitchen? <laughs> so like, let's watch. This honestly, movie. it was that Dana wanted to watch it. Okay. Uh, based well, on the cast more than anything else. Yeah, and it purported itself at least through trailers to be kind of like a you know tough girls right. take on gangsters. My my problem is that it's really poorly acted. Yeah. I think it's really poorly scripted. It's shallow. It, it's really shallow. I love, like, I really liked the concept of a gangster, a female-led gangster, you know, mafia, Irish mafia, but mafia film set in the 70s. Cool. I'm in. Time period gangster movies are awesome. With with a really compelling, potentially compelling cast, but, like, uh, every beat was so pat. Every, like, the acting is so... But everyone just looks bored and done, and I just, it was not fun. It's yeah. not, not not even that it needs to be fun. It just was not a good movie. It's poor, poor, bad movie. They bad were all, movie. They bad were all, movie. <laughs> they were all caricatures. There weren't any real character or depth to any of the the people. In they're it. unnecessary twists. And that they're aren't, all good actors. Actually, they are. They are good, all good actors, but not in this movie. Yeah. Like there are twists that aren't. The, like the payoff, there's no setup for them. So when it's like, haha, here's a twist, it's <laughs> like, well, thank you. Like, there's no setup there. That's the it doesn't first mean plot element of the movie almost. Yeah. How anyway. did seeing that movie with known poor reviews affect your relationship with Dana? We're not talking anymore. And it's been a really wow. rough six months. Damn. Wow. Thank God you have two bedrooms. Now, yeah. It's good you have someone to go see cats with. Yeah. <laughs> it, it does seem almost like someone from like the middle of nowhere, like in Oklahoma or something, that had never seen a gangster or done any research about any real criminals tried to write a movie about yeah. criminals in a time period. Yeah, it's, I, I would, yeah, it really feels like, uh, like I'd actually like say, uh, Donald Gleason uh, was pretty good, and I thought she was okay. But uh, I uh, does it feel knowing that she's a Scientologist though? Does that affect your ability to view? It does all of her movies. I like the movie more now. Elizabeth Moss, yeah, big time. <laughs> I didn't know that. I didn't big know that time. one either. Also, she's in like The Handmaiden, and it's but it's like she's in The Handmaid's Tale. Whatever. And she's a Scientologist. And she's a Scientologist, so it's like, you just reading lines on the script or you care about this material? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, looking at, I'm looking at your list. You got Dark Phoenix, The Kitchen, Aladdin, Pet Cemetery, Lion King, Brightburn, Glass, MIB International, The Goldfinch, never heard of that, Gemini Man, Serenity, and Playmobil? Playmobil. You did it too. What's Playmo Playmobil? Playmobil. Do you remember Playmobil? No idea. It's like Lego for babies. Oh, I had no idea. It's like, yeah, it's like big Lego. I normally would... Arctic dogs? I don't know. So, like, this this to me has been the year of the boring bad movies. Yeah. So, when everyone's like, Glass is terrible. I'm like, well, what's bad about it? Well, it's boring. It doesn't really do anything. So, like, well, I'm just not going to watch it then. If, I, I like, So, I've just been avoiding movies yeah, this year. But that's, I mean, that's the thing. Some of us got tricked by trailers or hope or naivete <laughs> yeah. into going. And, and, like, so Glass, I think, considering where it was set, getting set up from, I think there was a lot of hype. For me and Elise, at least, we were like, we we're like, oh man, this is a good it. movie. It has a whole movie to show us that you can make another good one, and then it was not. And it tra the trailer promised something that was not this. Mm. So it like, promised the characters interacting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> On a didn't. scale of one to Kangaroo Jack, how <laughs> how much did it trick you? Pretty close. I mean, uh, it's pretty close. I mean, honestly, we should know better about an M Night Shyamalan movie and not think it's going to be good. That next one looks real good. <laughs> I'll be rare. What, what is yeah. it? He, he did it. It's a TV show or whatever. Oh, was it? Oh, oh, it's the Apple. Yeah, you're right. The yeah. Apple Plus. Yeah, Maybe I saw the trailer for it. I was like, oh, it's pretty interesting. M. Night Shyamalan. I'm like, okay, he's a he's a coin flip. And then like Apple Plus. Like, nope, I'm yeah. out. But from other things that are on the list, like Pet Cemetery, eh, I didn't think it was bad necessarily. It's I just think boring. And it was just it's kind of redundant like and it's slow. been done. And, I had yeah. never seen the original and then they released a whole they released a trailer which they should have said only for people who have seen the original mm. because mm. it telegraphs every single moment from the whole film mm. that like if maybe I hadn't seen I could have enjoyed a little bit more. Best part of the movie is mom stuck in traffic and it says dairy. 75 miles away. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. It's all in the So um, I, I just put Playmobil on the list because it's going to go down as a legendary flop. It cost just 75 to make, 75 million, hmm. not including marketing and stuff, and made less than a million dollars in the box office. I didn't even know this was a movie. Yeah. It was the exactly. literally the first time seeing this. Well, I'm like glued to it. Again, this is, <laughs> this is where we're it. at, though, because a lot of these companies are going, what is a brand that exists? That has more value than something that doesn't exist yet, but might be good. Well, you know, they saw the Lego 
movie, yeah, yeah, exactly. a bunch of movie, and they're but, like, let's do that. Wait, but else, when what, you can put those on the have? same tier and go Lego Playmobil, you should be fired. Right. Like, True. Because you're just looking at uh, an Excel spreadsheet and you go, based on the yeah. math, yeah. kids love Playmobil. It's like, well, if the movie's not marketed and it doesn't have anything that looks yeah. charming you about it. Googled other brands like I, Lego. I, yeah, I, I see a lot of media. I like. I spend a lot of time on YouTube. I get served a lot of ads. I have never seen a trailer for, for Playmobil, Playmobil the movie. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like, was it a bad movie? Was it poorly also, marketed? You have a what kid was, too. So I have like, a kid. Some of the mm -hmm. uh, some of us not getting it makes yeah. sense, but the, Google should have known. I, I turned off all my personalized ads. So oh, um, sure you did. I, I did. I did, I did watch Lucretia sure for <laughs> this episode, and it's a, if you were aware when the trailer came out. Um, Is this a movie or a person you know? <laughs> it's a it's a movie about this uh, bartender who's down on his luck, gets a job at a radio station having a radio show where he gives advice to people, but he's pretending to be a black woman. So essentially like blackface the movie, but black voice the movie, but it's just as tone deaf and terrible as you think it would be. The acting's terrible, the writing's terrible, the editing's bad. Hmm. In one part, in two parts of the movie, they just start overdubbing. Like they, they clearly say the word iPhone and someone just went smartphone and they, <laughs> they replaced it. Um, but that's what makes it bad. No, it's just it's tone deaf. It's awful. It's okay. you know it's racist. It's Does he get his comeuppance? Does he learn? No, he saying? doesn't. That, that's the problem. Is it's just one of these movies where this guy wrote, directed, edited, starred, did everything for the movie. It's clear his ego is crazy, and he made this movie for himself because no one else will. Based like, on a true story, movie. then, right? Yeah, it, <laughs> it, it, it that seems like his it. Head. Yeah, it's it's you know like the the world misunderstands this guy who's very deep and super smart, but you know his ex wife's a bitch. Um, it's just I don't know. It's, is it, it's is, everything is, terrible it, that you think it might be by looking at is it. Is the is the root of this movie that he can do a black lady impression, and so he wanted to make a movie where he does a black lady? Impression. I'm, I'm guessing that's pretty much where it came from. Yeah, and and it's terrible. Hmm. I yeah. mean, I saw I saw the trailer for this and participated in the online discussion of it, but uh, it's <laughs> to me this is not it's not a bait and switch like a Dark Phoenix or no, no. It, it has well, this, no pretenses of watching this trailer to say this is a good, good might be a good movie. No, you watch that and you're like this is garbage. No, yeah. It well, and yeah. granted, it probably had a budget of $50,000 instead of $200 million, like Dark Phoenix, but that doesn't excuse all of the terrible production value and just how offensive it was. Mm. Um, and even in the plot, he tried, you know, he hides the whole time he's hiding from the world that he's really Loquisha. And then when it comes out, everyone forgives him. And it's like, oh, it's okay, Joe. You're great anyway. And they all stood up and clapped. These Pretty are the much. stories we tell ourselves. Yeah. yeah. yeah the, <laughs> am I the asshole? Hashtag that yeah. happened. It, it, is, huh. it is super masturbatory in I, that way. The, uh, I believe the movie theater died for me yesterday. It's been slowly. It's mostly dead to me. But, Did you uh, see Star Wars again? I saw Star Wars again with Jess. Um, we talked about this on the last podcast. We did the review for Star Wars. I don't want to spoil it for you, Joel, because I don't think you've seen it. I'm yet. going to see it on Saturday. Okay, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say anything. I'm I I'm irate with Twitter right now. I I still enjoyed it a second time. Same. And I still kind of stand by everything we said. Um the worst part was the guy going with like a, a opening weekend, the guy on Snapchat or Instagram video or whatever, who they're just now recording scenes from the movie yeah. and then Jess and I look over and he's re he kept pulling up his phone to see if his likes were going up. Oh, and no. he's just filming the opening crawl. And then at one point, Jess just kicked the show and said, stop doing that. And he went, oh, shit, sorry. It's like, yeah, it turns out when you have a flashlight, everyone behind you can see. I just, it's, what, why? Why go to the movie theater? What, what bothers you more? That you kick his chair and he goes, oh, sorry about that. Sorry, bro. Or, or would you rather you kick his chair and then he goes, what the fuck? And you're like, I would almost rather someone who is so removed from society that when he has his phone out and he's doing this shit, and then you go, you kick his chair and you go, put your fucking phone away. He goes, what the fuck? No, right. it's my phone. I'd rather that reaction. You're itching it, for a fight. No, it just means that this person is completely disconnected. Right, but, uh, but th this, this guy is, was still a human being. But and he was like, oh, I was disturbing someone. I didn't realize. Do that. Like, That's the 50-50 I go through because you described that scenario and I tense up and I'm like, all of a sudden, I'm like, I don't want to get, I, the last thing, and I'm expecting to see it, is just like two people fighting in an audience at one point where I'm like, well, I should just go. It's going to be me. I, it's going to be me. No movie is worth wrestling someone in the audience for because someone Paul can't. James Willem is the curious <laughs> cat. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. 
I'm guessing Cats would be a better overall experience because people- Because the theater's empty. <laughs> <laughs> there were so many, la like last night there were like a lot of serious scenes, whether, whether with old Deuteronomy or with Grizabella that were like really serious, meaningful scenes where the audience was just laughing. It was like, it was like, honestly- Just a lot of laughing. It was like watching Rocky Horror, going to a Rocky Horror Picture Show midnight screening, yeah. except no one knew, like it wasn't like cued like those things are, where you're throwing, throwing spoons, spoons and yeah. stuff. Right. Like it was just like everyone kind of was naturally going like, are we here for the conception <laughs> of a new Rocky Horror Picture Show kind of thing? Oh. But everyone had it seemed to have a good time. Yeah. Oh, almost forgot to mention it. I'm gonna let you wrap up the show, Dan, cool. but. We're all here. Amazing, We that movie, I don't know how long it was, two hours, three hours, I have no idea. It's but, a time, it was a time but zone. But literally, <laughs> In the midst of the final scene of the movie, with about me, I would say like three, five minutes left, like five, five. maybe like two lines left. Yeah. Two lines of dialogue were remaining in the film. Four guys in one of the front rows got up and left. Was, <laughs> and Joel and I started dying. We're like, that was it for them. That's all they tolerate. And, then they, and it's like, they go to the theater, the door closes behind them, credits. <laughs> Did something started. happen to prompt no, the wheel? No, no. Nothing changed. Okay. No. There was nothing no final changed. straw. It's just funny they that they were like- They wanted to beat the cats crowd to the parking lot. Yeah, they were like, they're like, this is all I can handle. I'm pretty sure that everyone in my row at Star Wars, my myself and my Two friends included all went to the bathroom at some point during the movie. Uh, oh, yeah. I went to the bathroom yeah. during Rum Mungo Jerry and Rumpel Teaser because <laughs> because they had changed the music and I was like, oh, I don't know, I shouldn't see this. This yeah. isn't my Mungo Jerry and Rumpel Teaser. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, that's a slur, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Oh, on that note, um, thanks for coming around this week. Um, thanks again to Manscaped for sponsoring this episode. And I'm sorry to say we don't have time to talk about the Power Rangers reboot this week. Maybe we'll get to that another time. Mm. Um, thank you all for coming around. Thanks for going to see Cats, guys, and, and catching no, us hey, on Cats. Stop thanking thank me, me for going to see Cats. I have no I regrets. It. Honestly, I have no regrets. Thank you for, for paying for my ticket to go see Cats. Anytime, Rooster Joel. Teeth. Anytime. <laughs> all right, we'll be back next week, everybody. Bye. Bye.